Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochoprano. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. You excited for Halloween? Um, no. Should I be? Well, When's it's Halloween? A, it's on a Sunday this year, a week from Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Not really. You know, it's, it's nice when it's on a weekend. Yeah. People are still going to do, you know, are you <laughs> trying just, to, are you trying to trigger me? I'm trying to set you up. Okay. 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 People are still going to do Saturday. They're still going to do Friday. That's what I was going to ask. It's the saddest shit of, uh, 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 in history. Now, the bigger question is, do you think this Saturday will be the 23rd? Do you think people start doing it this Saturday? Uh, I have no idea. Probably. Honestly, even Saturday the 30th, unacceptable to me. You know this. Now I know that you're just trying to trigger me and get me talking about it. If you're too old to go to work the next day, a little hungover because you went and celebrated Halloween on a Sunday, then you're too old to dress up as fucking Harry Potter. I, yeah. I, I mean, maybe... You know, I'm doing the old head thing, but like we used to fucking go out in costume and party on a Wednesday. Wasn't like, well, it's a Saturday before because that Wednesday I have to get up and do I have to be a part of a Zoom call for my PR firm. Shut the fuck up. Just go I, out I say, yeah, I say you do that Zoom call in the costume still. Go hard, go hard or go yeah. home. I, I'm I'm hosting this year, so this is going to be my first ever. Halloween with kids coming and me giving out candy. You're hosting Halloween. Now, don't the kids just like walk around? Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is this is the first time I've ever been like last oh, year. Oh, I you're went, saying you have you'll have candy prepared. Yeah, I, I already went to Costco like I have the fire pit out front. I will be handing out candy this year. So I guess nice. I I guess I somebody said I have to dress up. Also, because that's part of the deal, which I now what day is this? This is Sunday, this is Sunday night. OK, good. But, you know, it's a very short window for trick or treating. Well, you have your Russell Wilson neon jersey dress up as Mr. Unlimited. Good. Maybe put a bandage. Just do finger. the thing where you're talk to do, myself. Yeah. Do the thing where you're kneeling in your front yard, talking to other people. The kids come by is like, is that like an animatronic weirdo? Oh, no, that's. Imagine Russ. Who are you for Halloween? I'm Russell Wilson and his imaginary friends. I wanted to do something Jeffrey Epstein themed, but I didn't think that would go over too well. Probably not. Like have him, like I wanted to put a body hanging from the front side of the house. And then something like. Who you murdered should, you should you should uh, 
put a body in an orange jumpsuit hanging and then you also be in an orange jumpsuit that says Epstein. And then your Halloween costume could be the guy they hung and then actually Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Sure. The neighborhood would love that. Mm -hmm. I would get an email on the neighborhood email chain. Um, you have, you have done some things that are very offensive to the neighbors. Well, my buddy, I won't even name his name because he has a very good job these days. But when my first year in college, he came to visit Lehigh for Halloween and he didn't have a costume. So he like panic went out to like the Rite Aid. He bought like a blonde wig and some fake blood and like a baby doll. And then we were like, what are you? And he showed up and he went out in like his hoodie and a blonde wig with blood on it and a baby doll. And we were like, what are you? He's like, I'm the ghost of John Benet Ramsey. And every time he would say that to like a girl, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, you might as well just take a gun and shoot your nuts before you like talk about yeah. not not having any chance with any girl. Yeah. The ghost. It's pretty creative, though. Did they ever solve that case? Uh, I don't think officially. I didn't follow that one closely enough. Maybe at the time I did. Was it the parents who did it? I think it was the brother, brother? or something. I don't know. And or then the, the parents uncle? covered it I up. No yeah. Yeah. I don't think they I don't think they ever solved it. That was the old dead blonde girl, the new dead blonde girl. They're still looking for her. But that, that's the one with the was it the boyfriend killed her? Well, everybody thinks, yeah. Yeah, I haven't followed that one closely enough either. Yeah. We got a lot of sports to, to follow. There's a there's a lot going on. We got NBA opens open this week. Playoff baseball football yeah and we and of course we have to follow up on the ruther family toenail gate right their balls are out of control out of you called I it told like, you you I would 100 percent called it you called it the dirt balls are just you guys are reckless but we'll, we'll get to all that stuff i do want to start with some baseball playoffs now is this david roberts being the david roberts we know a lot of critiques on his managerial decisions. Well, I think the, you know, at this point, we know Dave Roberts is a figurehead. We know Dave Roberts gets a call from the computer that makes all the decisions for him. And that's fine if you hire a manager specifically, you know, who is going to listen to the analytics and whatever. I just think it, I just think there's two major issues. One, why, why have any manager? You know what I mean? Like what, what do you, what do you need that guy for? If why not just have some, why not just have a kiosk that somebody, go, you know, the team goes to for a decision. I think the great thing about having a, a competent baseball manager is being able to take all that stuff and filter it through like your own gut instincts on what to do. Now, the flip side of it, particularly for this year, and this kind of goes for a lot of the teams, is we're now at a point where all these bullpens are so tired because every game, the analytics say, get through the fourth inning and then put in this guy and then this guy for this batter and this guy. And so now all these bullpens are worn out. And I understand that the analytics 
explain it that way, but obviously analytics are not factoring in. These guys can't pitch every day. One of the great, like the, the, one of the, like the must haves in the history of playoff baseball is a guy who's going to go out there every three or four days and shove for eight innings. And the bullpen guys will just sit out there in their jackets and get a day of rest while your ace goes in and does it. But of course, you know, you have Scherzer. I know he's so mad, but he closes out the Giants game. He pitches twice in the Giants series, then closes it out out of the bullpen. And then he comes out in game two or whatever it was. And he's tired and he can't get through five innings. And it's like, I get that the analytics say, whenever you got a real moment, bring in the mad man. Uh, but you also should, he's obviously not mad enough to push through the tiresome arm and just shove eight innings. And that's, what's going on. Kind of, this is a battle of, you know, the tired bullpens at this point, sort of across the two series. Well, the Dodgers were, you know, I think a lot of, I've forgotten they were down three, one last year to the Braves, but I think this feels different. This feels a lot different. And yeah. They lose Justin Turner and they're not hitting. And you know, they're basically, they're basically a four or a three run Homer, right. From Bellinger about being, you know, without being swept. Yeah. I don't think they're coming back from this one, which means they will. No, I don't think they're coming back from this one. I do want to comment on Dodgers fans. I know we pick on you guys a lot, but I didn't I didn't send it out on social, but I was going to. I just forgot. A lot of empty seats when they were doing the aerial shot, when they, sh- they showed the graphic that that was the 100th postseason game at Dodger Stadium, which makes them second all-time behind Yankee Stadium, which I thought was a cool stat. I know it's a second inning, guys, and I know there's traffic, but there was a ton of empty seats for an home NLCS game. I think unacceptable. It it would be one thing if this were new, right? Because I did go to Dodger Stadium multiple times this year as you, you did early on in the year and it's a nightmare getting in now with the fucking covid shit and blah 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 and the parking and you know Dodger Stadium is a disaster to get into, but this also isn't new historically Dodgers fans get there in the third, leave in the seventh. And it's, it's shameful. I mean, I have multiple videos from this season of Dodgers fans leaving one run games in the eighth inning for Dodgers fans, not getting there. So like when I went to that Mets Dodgers game with the seven line, the seven line, you know, they had to deal with the same COVID protocols and whatever the entire section of those Mets fans were full up while the stadium was still empty and Dodgers fans kind of moseying in. It's just, it's standard. It's standard LA. Everybody's late fucking everywhere here. Yeah. It's pathetic. And I think it is. And I, and I thought, I thought it was pathetic even more so when they're showing the graphic, right? They're hyping up. Oh, this is the hundredth postseason game. It's the second most all time. And clearly they're queuing this up to show the fans and they do multiple aerial shots. And I'm watching thinking, it's embarrassing because you're hyping up the stadium on one regard. On the other regard, you're showing all these empty seats, you know, second inning of the game. 
But the, the, the traffic excuse is just, come on. Every big city has traffic. Plan ahead. Yeah. I mean, LA traffic's absurd, but yeah, it's a playoffs. Just leave work early. I, like, like in reverse, you're not going to see any empty seats at Fenway. You're just not. You're right. not seeing any empty seats. It's also a city ballpark where people are just going to walk straight up to it. But sure. again, this is historic. Everybody is late everywhere here, no matter what. It's yeah. very L.A. It's L.A. time is the opposite of Tom Coughlin time. If you're five minutes late, you're on time. Yeah, that's true. You're not you're not officially late until you're 25 minutes late. Do you like the Astros to wrap up that series? That series, I think, is going to be the tougher seven. one. But yeah. yeah, it could be seven. Um, but I think, you know, the Astros, it, it's funny because obviously Fenway is a very, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a very particular type of place to play. And historically, the Red Sox in, uh, in Fenway have a great record. The Astros go in there. It that 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 feeds right into what the Astros do. They have a very similar, you know, left field situation in Houston. So I don't know. You go back to Houston now. I could see the Red Sox stealing a game six and forcing a game seven, but I like the Astros and the the Braves to close these series out at some point. And then you root for the Astros? I am. I'm rooting for I've been I'm rooting for the Astros right now. It's tough for me. I get it. I mean, that cheating was just so bad and nothing yeah. happened. But like if. Like, if, again, let's just go through my particular thing. OK, first of all, the cheating, whatever, like, yes, there's cheating and and there's blatant cheating. The Red Sox. Have the manager like they, there's proof that the, they cheated as much. And sure. they're throwing N words at every black player that stands in their outfield. So advantage Astros. Then you got the Dodgers who are murderous fuckheads who, you know, you got Justin Turner killing Tom Lewis sort of COVID. You got Chase Utley killing Ruben Tejada with, uh, you know, a hammer drop to the knee. I'll never root for the Dodgers. And then you got the Braves who come on. First of all, for me, NL East rival. And then like the Tomahawk chop, really We're doing the Tomahawk chop. You guys better, you guys get cool with the Tomahawk chop before you become the, the Atlanta baseball team. What, what's so wrong with the Tomahawk chop? Uh, I, I mean, I think we, at this point we're, we're done appropriating native American culture. Yeah, but that's one like I don't I don't think I agree on that. Like 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 what's the history of the tomahawk chop? Uh, I don't know. They were just like, let's dress up and do the and they're like, no, 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 let's do but what it. is it? What does it mean just to go like that? That's just a that's just a yeah, right? That's just a cheer. Right. And then they're native. For, first of all, I first of all, like I, I, I I the term cultural appropriation, I, I just I don't think it's I don't think it's real. I think it's a hundred percent bullshit. I don't even know what you mean. I, I mean, the term cultural appropriation. I mean, 90, no, it's if, of course it's real, but there's it's a totally different thing between it's a different thing between saying like 
Andy Ruther as a German English, whatever, you can't make pizza. That's where like the lunatic. But that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, woke, woke like, mob is like, like, like when I hear cultural appropriation, I hear people being like, it's like, like Adele goes to the Bahamas in the last year and she gets braids and it's like, she can't get braids. Yeah. That's, that's only where, people that, from but, African descent. You're like, what? But that, but that is, this, this is what, this is what, uh, people try to do, right? This is what it's like. There's this, there's these terms and there's these things created to be like, Hey, here's how we can be better. And then, you know, the social media and, you know, Fox News and whatever, they take the most egregious, outrageous version of it. And they say, this is why you can't be for that, because Lena Dunham says you're not allowed to have sushi anymore unless you're Japanese. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're literally taking the most horrible. This is saying don't dress up like a Native American and then do Native American war chants where you're you're doing this in a baseball stadium in 2021. Are people dressing up? Listen, I think we've all seen the, I think we've seen our fair share of uh, Native American costumes at Redskins. Indians Braves games over the years. I dressed up as a Native American for Thanksgiving in 2010. So if anybody wants to cancel me, you can find those out there on Facebook. Full headdress, full war paint. And I just got my ass kicked in a fight. So the the, the black eye fit. I just had stitches. So it, it actually worked. Um they actually stole that, though. Didn't they steal the tomahawk chop? Even worse, right? Now you're just doing a Florida State cover. Because that, yeah, because then there, there's where. And then didn't the, then where did the Chiefs get it? Because don't Chiefs fans do that? Yeah. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm rooting for the Braves. And I always rooted against them for some reason. But they also haven't been to a World Series since, uh, what, 99? Yeah, Is that correct? sounds about right. Yeah, their last NL pennant was 99. They haven't won a World Series since 95. If it's, I mean, literally whoever comes out of the NL, I will be, I'll be traveling to the baseball games and then putting up signs with what the pitch is for the Astros like fastball. It's a fastball. Where do you put, you know, we went to minute Maid park. Where does that rank? Does that make your. Cause now I've been a few more parks as well. So like, I don't know if it makes my top five, but it's up there. I really liked it. It just had, it had its own feel. Yeah. It its own thing. Um, I don't think it's top five. But I like, haven't like been to the, Pittsburgh, so that doesn't. I was going to say that's up there. Yeah, off the top of my head, I'm putting Pittsburgh, San Francisco, San Diego, L.A. Pro, yeah, Dodger Stadium. I mean, you're at four. Now, I don't really have much East Coast experience. You do. Yeah, I've never been to Fenway. I mean, I liked I liked Houston better than I liked Safeco. I liked Houston. Better than I liked Coors, although I really like Coors as well. Um, what about like a Wrigley? Probably uh, Wrigley. Yeah, I mean, those 
honestly they're like the, they're, they're like of, their own on their own yeah honestly of like the vintage vibe like i actually like dodger stadium the best camden is in my top five for sure i really liked camden i mean it's the original throwback ballpark and i haven't been there in a long time so i don't know how it holds up compared to the new ones but i really loved camden yards when i went um yeah but i liked houston it was certainly distinct yeah no it was i liked it too i'm just you know when you really had to narrow it down i mean it was was certainly better than texas which now we have to go to the new one yeah i know god it was so hot that was it was unbelievably hot well i'll uh i'll be curious how everything plays out i i think uh Regardless, I don't I don't I don't think it's the best for baseball if we get a Braves Astros series as far as fanfare. I mean, we did we did uh, Dodgers Red Sox a few years ago, right? True. I I feel like there is a lack of attention around these baseball playoffs. Uh, There is. I feel the same way. I mean, you know, I, I was tweeting about last night, like I was watching the games right up until Knicks Celtics. And I fully switched over. I mean, obviously, I'm a Knicks fan. It's the season opener. I'm not a fan of any, basically any of the teams left in baseball. So that's like a personal thing. But, uh, you know, normally, if it was like a meaningless regular season basketball game and playoff baseball, it would be playoff baseball for sure. So it was certainly my Knicks fandom. But at the same time, you know, I tweeted about the Knicks game and somebody wrote me and was like, 99 like fun fact of the day 99 percent of americans don't give a shit about the nba and i was like uh if you go to the united states trending topics right now the top five are the nba baseball was like 13 <laughs> the first mention of baseball it was like basketball basketball about top five then it was like uh, but by the way know, i don't the i don't bachelor. understand the, i don't understand the trending either you, because you, your trends are going to be different than mine well, there's for you trends. No, I know. And I have mine. I have mine listed for United States. I, I want the top 10, top 20 trends for United States. But I've noticed if I hop on my personal Twitter and then I go to dirty sports Twitter, I just did it. They, they didn't align exactly the same. And they're both set for the top 10 trends in the United States. Now, the remote- saying, isn't there isn't there for you and then there's trending and then there's news and then there's sports and then there's whatever you're saying on just on trending. Yeah. It's different, or it's for you. It's different. Just on trending. It, it, it can be catered a little different on, you know, they're like all the other things they're trying to get what you've seen. Now, again, it's going to be very similar because most of the things I view is sports related. Yeah. See, but, for me, I mean, I've noticed like even last night when I was going to the trending, it was like all NBA and then it was like WWE and then it was, you know, The Bachelor and then it was, you know, what, the, the the Gabby Petito murder or whatever. I'm like, I don't NBA is the only stuff I fucking care about here. So it seems like they're feeding me other information for sure. Yeah. Well, uh you got to love all the sports going on because it's the perfect time to kick back and drink some cold Miller light. Yeah. I don't really need an excuse, but I use the excuse. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, three sports are happening. Yeah. Basketball started. That's the ticket. Sure. 
And uh, I, I want to remind everyone as we're discussing sports and Miller Lite to celebrate all these great sports memories, in particular football memories, with the Miller Timeless Collection, Joe. Oh, yeah. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Right. And, and, and the whole point of the Timeless Collection, and I sent you, I sent you the video. It, I think it's legit really funny. Miller Lite. I haven't seen these on TV, but I saw a YouTube promo for this and it was really funny for the timeless collection. You know, it's basically about a group of friends getting together and, and getting these, these rings, like these magical rings. And I think it's really cool. So this is a great way uh, to celebrate football tailgating buddies, the whole nine yards. So to celebrate the return of Miller time moments over football, I'm going to reread that. So to celebrate the return of Miller time moments over football, Miller Lite created the Miller Timeless Collection. It's a collection of six stunning rings set in solid 10 karat gold and featuring a microchip inside each ring. The chip can detect when all six rings are together, enjoying Miller time and football and unlock free Miller Lite. I mean, this, this sounds like something you see in a movie. I know. I know. Now, there is only one six-pack of the ring in existence. Will you be the one to win them for your group? No purchase necessary. Must be legal drinking age in the United States. For more information on how to enter and the contest requirements, visit MillerTimelessCollection.com. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think, we're, I think we don't qualify, Andy, as, as being you know, promotional faces of Miller Lite. So I'm going to ask the dirt balls, somebody, somebody get in here, somebody get these rings and, and count me as one of your six. Cause I'd like to join. Yeah. That would be great. I agree. It would be the perfect. The timeless collection would be a perfect collection for the dirt balls. Okay. We just got this tweet in. I just got to read this real quick. Oh boy. Here we go. Off, off topic. It's from a dirt ball. Oh no, we didn't just get it in. It was an, it was uh. It was last night. Okay. But it's funny. It's a coach. It's a quick Coach O tidbit. So the dirt ball is saying, I think Coach O needs to address these rumors. So, you know, I don't know if we're going to have Coach O on today's show. I'll be honest, Stephen. I appreciate the, tw- the, the tweet and the information, but I don't know where this was pulled from, but he has two screenshots. And I'll just read it verbatim. And I guess this is mid-story regarding Coach O. It created messes for him, like the time Orgeron pulled up to a woman at a gas station wearing exercise attire. Hey, you look like you work out. This is Ed Orgeron saying it. He said, according to multiple sources, we could work out together. The woman informed Orgeron she was married and pregnant, to which he responded, why does that matter? (laughs) Unbelievable, if true. The woman was the wife of a high-ranking LSU official. Word of this reached the LSU Board of Supervisors, the collection of prominent Louisiana attorneys and business owners appointed by the governor who make the most important decisions at LSU. And of course, it reached LSU Athletic Director Scott Woodward. Interesting. Again, if true, Orgeron hitting on a married pregnant woman at a gas station. Now, that really does sound like something Edo might do, though. I feel like we have to have him on to talk about this i know we said we shouldn't but like he it seems like especially after we had him on regarding the uh you know the the being fired essentially 
like we need to have him on to address what could be these rumors of why of one of the reasons behind why he gets fired. Well, so, and if I were to call him up. Okay. Let me, uh, let me bring him up. Wow. He didn't even hesitate. He's already on the line. Coach O. I do not deny any of the claims made in this article. This, this very much happened. And uh, I don't understand what all the hoopla is about. I, it's very clear. Those words are precisely what I said to her. Very clear. I said, you look like you work out. We could work out together. You're, now Andy Ruther over here jumping a pile on all my grave talking about hitting on a pregnant woman who's married. First of all, you should go in the LSU locker room sometime when I'm in there working out with the boys. I ain't checking no marital status. We just getting our pump on. I can't work out with people now. Will this woman marry, have a baby? I don't care. I'm just looking for somebody to get my pump on with. So, Coach, there was nothing sexual or inappropriate about this exchange. You know what? I don't know if you know anything about me, Andy Ruth, but I've been on your show a few times now. Feel like I shoot you pretty straight. If I want to fuck you in the mouth, I'm going to tell you I want to fuck you in the mouth. I don't come on your show. Hey, Andy Ruther. Hey, let's talk about basketball. And then you go, hey, coach, you got fired from the football team. What is this dance we're doing where you talk about one thing when you really talk about another? I don't know how to play these little games y'all want to play. When I ask a woman if she want to work out with me, I'm asking if she want to work out. When I ask a woman if she want to take off all her clothes, lay down and roll around in the snow, yeah, now I want to fuck you outside in the winter. You think I tell my team, hey, on this next, next play, let's pass the ball. And then they go, they go passing the ball. I go, what do you, what you mean you passing the ball? I just said we should pass the ball. Didn't you know I secretly meant, hey, I'm really interested in running the ball with you. I saw a woman, she in a fitness, a fitness kit, as they call it. She had, she's carrying a baby on board, still getting her workout on. I said, I like this girl's drive. I like it. She driven. She going to keep working out even when she pregnant. I feel like I could work out with her. Y'all coming in here. Oh, coach, I guess you wanted to perform cunnilingus. Why? Because I said I want to work out with her. What goddamn code is this? So there's no. Uh, Andy Ruther, let me ask you something. Am yeah. I still the head coach of the Louisiana State football team past this year? Yes. Oh, oh after Pat, no, the no, years no, old. No, sorry. Yes, you're the current and coach. And how but, do you yeah. know that? Because they said, coach, you ain't coaching anymore. Now I'm supposed to assume they meant, well, secretly, you want to sneak in our bedroom at night and still coach the football team? <laughs> what? No, I took them at their word. They said one thing. I assume they meant it. I asked the woman if she wanted to work out. She go, I'm married. I go, well, what's that matter? I got to invite him too. He going to be our spotter. Well, I appreciate, you know, uh, I'm in that gas station getting gas. I told the little guy who come up. He said, hey, Coach O, let me get your gas. What kind of gas do you need? I go, you you know I drive a Chevy Malibu, so you give me that 87. If this motherfucker puts 93 in my car and charges me for it, I'm going to be upset. I'm a man who says what he wants and wants what he says. 
If I want to eat your butt, I'll tell you. I, now I was gonna let you go, but now that you mentioned, out of curiosity, are you a man who likes to? Uh, uh, Andy Ruther, look who you're talking about. A man who the the bayou dripping all over him. Yeah, I eat the butt. Wow, I think you're gonna be making some more news, Coach. I think I already see the headline. Coach O likes. I mean, to I eat just the can't butt. believe. Oh, now I find out. High-ranking officials in the LSU governor to talk about me. Asking a woman to work out. Man, wait till they hear about CrossFit. 25 people calling each other every day to work out. Was that orgy? <laughs> hey, let's us 25 get together and do burpees. Are, are you meaning to tell me they all jizzing on each other at these classes? I ain't never been to CrossFit. I didn't know that was what was going on. Maybe I am going to check it out. Coach, I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Too. Is this is this another thing where you're, you're saying one thing and you mean another? You want me to stay? No, I, I'm I'm we, we got to move on with our show. Okay, I know you, good, because I'm the kind of man who says what he means. And I I mean, when Andy, Andy Ruther, when I say Coach O out, Coach O, I'm out of here. I ain't sticking around. So Coach O out. Honestly, a solid defense by him. He said he I, wanted to work out. I will say, you know, in a world where I think people, you know, walk on eggshells and they kind of walk around it, he just took it head on and said, yeah, I asked a lady she wouldn't work out. That was it. Doesn't really matter her marital or pregnant status. Yeah. So good for him. Well, that's actually a good segue to another story that we want to discuss in the college sphere. Bob Huggins made headlines, the former University of Cincinnati coach who still coaches West Virginia. Yeah, who I used to really not like. I just want to say that because he was so good and they used to dominate Xavier in that rivalry. So I always had problems with Huggy, the old Huggy Bear. But then he went to West Virginia, and, and I've grown to really like him because he's not dominating my team anymore. And he's gotten just fatter and sloppier, and it's kind of made me laugh. And I like the, the term press Virginia. I like his style, how he plays. So he said something yesterday that was really interesting, and it, it really seems to be picking up as far as steam, as far as the news cycle. He says every major basketball conference – so the major conferences, excuse me, should create their own college basketball postseason tournament and ditch the NCAA tournament. Now, when I first read this, I thought, okay, why would you say that? The best part about the tournament are the upsets, are the small teams winning, right? The George Masons going on a uh, Final Four run, the VCUs. But he's not taking it from that angle. He's taking it from the financial side. And what Bob Huggins is basically saying is the NCAA doesn't do anything for those teams. And the NCAA recently signed five years ago, an eight year extension for $8.8 billion with Turner sports through 2032. So that's a billion dollars a year that the NCAA is going to see. Now, obviously the schools will see some of that, 
But his point is that why should they see the money when they don't really have any power? The conferences do. And this is what he said verbatim. They're doing it in football as far as the realignments and taking control of the money. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they do it? The presidents and athletic directors that have all the juice, why wouldn't they do it? He's talking about what his suggestion is. Makes no sense why they wouldn't do it. I think it's more why shouldn't they than why wouldn't they? And then the other people, they can have their own tournament. And he goes on to say, those Cinderella schools are putting 200 people at best in their gym. We're putting 14,000. Yeah. So here's me playing devil's advocate against him. The He's talking about college football. You could sit there and say, college football is putting 100,000 people in the stadium. You're putting 14. It's, it's, it's almost as much of a difference between and it's actually a greater difference you like if if west virginia is putting seventy thousand people in their football stadium and 14 in their basketball arena you know that's fifty six thousand person difference you're only putting fourteen thousand more people than holy cross is putting in their gym so i think comparing yourself in college basketball to college football is a bad place to start because it's not the same People care a lot, like remarkably, about college football. College basketball, people care about the NCAA tournament. I would argue if the NCAA tournament didn't exist how it was, college basketball would be extremely less popular. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a great format, again, with the upsets. I understand what he's saying as far as he's basically saying, fuck the NCAA. We don't need them to make a profit. The NCAA has a lot of problems. And we've talked, you know, the majority of my complaints about the NCAA, because I don't care about most sports is like, we talk about college football and college football still having a fairly broken playoff system because it doesn't include enough teams. So it's like, also you're comparing college basketball to college football and college football does everything right, except their tournament and college basketball kind of does everything wrong, except their tournament. And now college basketball, people want to get rid of the tournament. It's the only thing that, that makes it right. Well, you know, I think the concern and it's clear from him. And I think a lot of these schools, whether it's, it seems like the concern is that for the for the eight billion dollars that that VCU gets the same amount as West Virginia. Yeah, and and the concern is, but it goes back to football. Like like these coaches know they're legitimately, and I think there is a legitimate concern that like the future of college basketball, with now the NBA having the G League and having players make more money. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think there, as far as a, a minor system like yeah. a minor league system. I think there is concern because they know all the, like at the end of the day, none of these college campuses, they just, they just don't care about basketball. Like, like it's all football revenue. You even take, I, I would want to see the numbers. I don't know off the top of my head. I would, I'd want to take a school like Duke. Duke's not known for football. I bet their football program makes a lot more than their basketball. No way. You don't think? No, not Duke. I think it's a bad example. Is that a bad example? Like- 
yeah, but I'm sure there's places that maybe like, I bet you Syracuse's football team makes more than their basketball team. You know what I mean? And that's very much a basketball school first. Really? And I mean, the basketball team plays in that dome too. I, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking like the ACC network deal that the football team has, they're getting cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just thinking, like you're saying the pot, I, th- I think the, the football TV deals are so much more lucrative than the basketball TV deals. I mean, think about it like, again, like a school like UCLA basketball school, for sure. Football, definitely Pac-12 definitely makes more. Sure. Um, but that, like, to me, the, the bigger question is like, I just think that you're taking away the one thing that makes college basketball exciting. Like if you go, if you talk to, if you go to the deepest college basketball fan and you just go like, what's your rank, your top five college basketball moments ever. Do they all happen in the NCAA tournament? Excuse me. I I think they not just I think that for any fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think that you, you better have you better have a really good idea in terms of how to run some postseason basketball tournament if you're going to replace March Madness. I'm assuming he's he's saying just he's saying the big he's saying these conferences. He's saying the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the and the Big East for basketball have and their they, own I, tournament. I think that's basically what he's saying. He's saying those it's, five, it's, but it's already extremely less exciting, right? I, now, I agree. Aren't, aren't we arguing that the problem with college football is that every year they, they don't let the Central Floridas in and they don't let the Cincinnati Boise State's in the yeah. Cincinnati's in. Isn't isn't the isn't the one and only problem with college football besides obviously the college sports problems of, you know, treating all these players like shit and not letting them have jobs and blah 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 all that stuff, is that the college football playoff system feels broken? Sure. Because teams are going undefeated and not having a chance to play for a championship. I look. I agree with you. I, I I see what he I I see I don't necessarily agree like I see Huggins's his point of view is it, it comes from a financial side of more concern of again this almost competition against college football on their own campuses in that we got to find a way to compete against them. I don't and, think this is it. So, so he's saying, I'll, I'll, I'll read this part. So Huggins said, controlling the postseason tournament is a way for basketball to remain financially relevant in the future as college football's influence and footprint can continue to grow. He said college basketball revenue on many campuses goes toward supporting football while the NCAA makes the bulk of its money off the tournament. I think the solution is you just you just get rid of the NCAA in general and keep their exact same tournament process. I don't know what the legality of that it, is and call it March Mayhem. That's what I'm saying. Like like I know they own all that stuff and the copyrights and the trademarks. 
but why do you need them? Yeah, just rebranded as the tournament. Exactly. Then you don't got to give them the $1 billion a year. Because it's, it's not like those guys are doing any work. Like, what's right. the work? What's the work that they're doing? I mean, getting like 50 playoff sites and, you know. Call, call anybody in logistics. It's an easy thing. Uh, you know, uh, what extension is logistics? You know, how many, like there's so many logistics companies out there. Have them do it. I don't know. But I agree. The best part about the tournament is, and you see it every year, the wild upsets. I mean, Virginia lost just what? Three years ago, four years ago as a number one seed. So I, I do have a re- recommendation for Huggins, though. Uh, I'll say this. I was talking about how he dresses and he's always sloppy and, you know, he's basically showing up in sweats. I, I think Huggins should go get some, some gear from Everlane. He, he needs to upgrade his wardrobe, and Everlane has some, some great denim. I got a pair of their, uh, their black form-fitting jeans and uh, – I really like those, and I think I think Huggins could really upgrade his wardrobe, Prano. And- oh yeah, I mean, get some Everlane, lose the lose the windbreaker, the sleeveless windbreaker. Looks like he, he he's on the sidelines coaching, like he's Bill Belichick in a practice. Go get yeah. yourself some, go get yourself some Huggy Bear form fitting Everlane denim, maybe a nice like shirt that's not you know. Just a trash bag with sleeves cut into it. Exactly. They have uh, they have premium organic jeans, and and it, they're not charging the overpriced fee on that. Premium prices for their premium yeah. quality. Yeah, starting at just seventy eight dollars. So if you guys want to upgrade your wardrobe as well, just like Huggins should, go to everlane.com forward slash dirty and sign up for ten percent off your first order plus free shipping and get easy returns within 30 days of your ship date. That's 10% off your first order. When you go to everlane.com forward slash dirty and sign up. Big win for you guys yesterday. Big double overtime start for the next season. Yeah. Great game. Evan Fournier sharpshooting and late in the game and overtime. Honestly, the most exciting thing is the Knicks had a ridiculous sock game going. They have these Nike throwback uniforms they were wearing and then these incredible orange and blue striped socks. I was like, the second I saw the socks, I was like, ooh, this could be a whole different Knicks team this year. Kind of reminded me of back in the day in the 90s when the playoff Knicks would all shave their head and wear black, black sneakers. I was like, ooh, are we going, are we going full team sock game? I like this. And then they looked great. Jalen Brown scores 47 or 50 or whatever he scored. And I mean, the, the, the only thing that was concerning about the game for both teams, both teams acting like the play in to the playoffs game or something like that. Like guys playing 50 minutes of basketball, you guys get Tibbs and uh, the Celtics coach is going to have to learn to sub in some guys for rest. Well, let me play a call. I got a call about the uh, the start of the season. 
It's perfect for those two teams. What's up, guys? It's Clay, your uh, South Carolina Dirtball. Just had a question for uh, Joe Prano. Um, I'm watching the Celtics game. I'm the Celtics fan. Uh, we're playing the Knicks. Julius Randle looks hella good. Uh, what do you? What are your expectations for the next this year? And uh, what are your expectations for the Celtics? Just curious, what you think? Uh, love the love the show, guys. Uh, stay dirty. Um, I guess it's two different questions, even though, you know, it's the same, but my expectations for the Knicks and Randall has been great. No doubt about that. Um, but my expectation for the Knicks last year, the goal was get in the playoffs and, uh, put up a fight in the first round. Uh, they, they got halfway there. Um, and also for a lot of the season, the Knicks were, looking in like the six, seven thing. So you, you were, you were figuring that the Knicks would end up having to go on the road in a playoff series. And I was always like, Oh, you know, if they're a seven seed and they got to play the nets, like, let's see if we can play a six or seven game series, just show that we have fight. Instead, the Knicks get a home series against the Hawks and they get absolutely dominated. So even though, as a Knicks fan, the idea of just making the playoffs and being upset about it. I was, it's like, you, you got to fare better if you get the, the, the home series and you play a team that, you know, it, it shouldn't be expected to absolutely dominate you this year. I think the goal is whether or not they, they're a top four seed. I think they need to be in and around that. And I think they need to win a playoff series. If you're going to continue to build, the expectation and the goal is you have to make it to the second round. You make it to the first round last year and you get blown out this year. You got to make it to the second round one way or the other. If you're a six seed and you upset, you know, a three seed, if you're a five seed, and you upset a four seed, if you're a four seed and you beat a, I mean, I, I don't put it out of the realm of possibilities of the Knicks being like a top three seed in the, in the East, but that's a, that's a big, you know, that's a big ask to be better than the Bucks the Nets, the Sixers, the Hawks who kicked your ass last year. Um, you know, it's a tough ass. So I'd like the, to see the net, the Knicks in the four, five, six range and win a playoff series. That's my expectation. And that's, what I think should be their goal. What about the Celtics? The Celtics it's tough, man. It's like they're a team and we saw it obviously in how close that game was against the Knicks will probably be in the same area. It'll probably be the Knicks for in the four, five, six range. Like the Knicks and the Celtics are probably two of those teams that are going to be competing for that. So I think you're, it's almost like for the Knicks to be a mid range seed and win a playoff series would be like a nice goal for them. If you're the Celtics, with this team that you've had together that's, you know, been together for a while and has achieved being the two seed the one seed and going to the Eastern conference finals. I think your goals have to be higher, but I think the expectation for me is about the same, which is a four five, six seed, maybe get into the second round. I don't expect them to do better than that, but I think their goals have to be better than that. The Knicks would be as, as a Knicks fan, I would be happy with that. As a Celtics fan, I feel like that would be a little bit of a disappointment, even though, you know, you lose Brad Stevens, which is huge. Yeah. Well, staying in the 
the East. We got to talk Sixers. And now Ben Simmons gets suspended for the first game. He gets kicked out of practice. I, I don't really fully understand it, to be honest. Like, you know, I was reading a lot on it. And they're saying for trade value, it's better that he's it's better that they're not saying just don't show up at all. It's better. He's around the team, but I don't really fully understand that to be honest. I just don't understand. It seems like the Sixers have put themselves in a position much like, and I know the rumors are out there that like a deal is imminent, but it seems like it's much in the same way that the Deshaun Watson thing is playing out where you have a guy whose value is being determined by things that are happening off the field or the court, but you're still demanding the value that you, that you think he's worth. But when you don't get it, now you're just stuck with this guy who can't play. It just seems to me like the move here is so obvious is like move him for whatever you can get and get on with it. Yeah. Cut your losses. I agree. I, I, I just don't get it. You know, he doesn't want to be there. He shows up to practice. And this was the thing, you know, I've, I've been a whole thing with this Porzingis trade years ago. And it's like, it wasn't out there. It wasn't common knowledge. There's all this thing. It was never reported. Like it was never like in the news before it happened. Like, oh, his brother says he doesn't want to be there. We're talking about a guy who's, in Ben Simmons, who's showing up, who clearly personally does not want to be there. Yeah. The Knicks panic trade a guy on rumors that he may not want to sign. Whereas Ben Simmons is going, I don't want to be here. And you're still kind of acting as if he has value. He, ha he is ruining his own value. But then the, my, my, my big problem is, and this goes for these three teams is like the Kings have a problem with Bagley. And now they're like in a whole, like, PR battle with his agent about him not starting and them not valuing him. Kyrie specifically can't play in two states in the 50 states in the country where they're requiring vaccine mandates to play basketball. Like here's three guys. Can we just like, can we just do a three way and move them all to different places? Like obviously Kyrie can't go to the Kings. So it's gotta be Kyrie to the Sixers and Bagley to whoever and Simmons to the, the, you know, the Nets are the Kings. Like they're all th the three of them are young stars ish with like major potential, like move these guys. Well, and the, the, you know, the energy, and I think that, and I believe in that stuff and I think it's real, you, you know, you're bringing that, that just negative juju and energy with him to practice. I mean, you saw how, just frustrated Joel Embiid was in that press conference. He didn't want to deal with that. He's out there trying to win games, trying to take the Sixers to an NBA finals. Well, why would you ever bring this guy to? I can't even imagine the disruption he's causing at that practice. It's like a unruly child. And, and, and I think that's the perfect analogy. And I see it. Like I'll see it with my nephews and nieces. And, and I'm sure you've seen it too within your family. Like, like when a kid is four and five or three and they're I just so talking about Ben Simmons, like he's a four-year-old, but, but he is, 
I, I'm saying you've seen it like when the kid is disruptive and then the parent just snatches the kids. So we, we got to get out of here. Like this, this, yeah. this is a meltdown. Like we can't be at the grocery store. We can't be at the family outing, whatever it is, the restaurant. And we just, we just got to get out of here. To me, that's the equivalent of what Brent Ben Simmons is doing is that he's going to be pouting and be completely disruptive on purpose like children do because they're pretty smart. Kids are smarter than people give them credit for it, right? He's doing that at practice. And then finally, Doc's like, just get out of here. We, we don't want that energy. We don't want that vibe here. So why would you, you know, and I see the one game suspension and I'm saying, why? Like you said, just cut your losses. I know you yeah. guys shouldn't have given him that contract and that's just hanging over and nobody wants to take that on, but you got to figure out some sort of buyout or you pay a percentage of his salary. You got to just get him out of that city. Like, I, need, I also just need to hear from the people who are like, why isn't Kyrie for Simmons like the most obvious fucking thing of all time? Like, why isn't it? Well, so, I, would, I would argue you're trading one pariah for another right now. Yeah, but you're trading. But Kyrie's problem is he doesn't want to get vaccinated. And you don't have to be vaccinated to play in Philly. And you're talking about it works out financially. It works out. Ben Simmons' problem is he doesn't want to be in Philly. Yeah. Sure. How would that work, though, with him and Harden? I mean, I mean, Harden and Chris Paul play together. Like, have have Ben Simmons be a be a backup point guard to Harden, be a a guy who can come in and let Harden play off the ball for a little bit, like Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but the the bottom line is. The, the opposite is you don't have, like, here's the question. If you're in the Nets, would you rather have, would you rather be paying Kyrie Irving to just not even come to the arena? Or would you rather be paying Ben Simmons to be a backup on your I'd team? Rather, I'd rather pay Ben Simmons. Right. Would you rather pay, if you're Philly, would you rather pay Ben Simmons to come and shut practices down? Or Kyrie to be your starting point guard and team flat earther and take all the drama questions and thing. Well, we were going to ask doc about how he can't manage his way out of coach's way out of a paper bag at the end of games. But instead we're going to ask Kyrie why he thinks that we didn't land on the moon. Yeah. I mean, it, it does seem, it seems like a practical He's like, but yo, you have you seen these Kubrick movies, man? Like that dude, a legit director. I'm pretty sure he faked it. You're like, this is your theory. You're just a full on YouTube commenter theory guy. Stanley Kubrick <laughs> faked the moon landing. That's what he needs to do, to be honest. That's actually not a bad pivot for a career. He needs to just embrace full on. YouTube channel. People would watch it. It would crush views. Bring on guests, other conspiracy theorists. Just be the co-host of Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. There you go. They can discuss it together. I think it makes sense. So yeah, why would you, why would you get vaccine so you can play in Jersey? 
go play in Philly. If you don't score next, if you don't score 45 points in the next game, you got to dig in this bag and possibly eat a hot dog at a Jason T-Bolt's asshole. Kyrie's like, yeah, dog, I'm in. Well, we, we got to discuss uh, before we get to NFL picks. I want to do a few in-house things with the dirt balls and this wild discussion about the toenail clippers. I'm still kind of speechless. So if you missed last episode, you should go back and listen. I was telling Joe how my oldest brother took my dead father's toenail clippers from his nightstand because he needed a pair of toenail clippers. And Joe and I are in full agreement on this. It's disgusting to use anyone's toenail clippers, let alone your dead father. There's it's just, just so many layers to this for me. It's like he yeah. went in there and that's what he came out with. And then he went in there and that's what he came out with. And he had to announce it. Like, just put it in your pocket, dude. Like, I don't, I don't think Andy was going to miss the toenail clippers that were sitting on the nightstand. Wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Like put it on a brother group text. Like he's just getting roasted. So you had the idea. You said. You know, put, put it on Reddit, put it on. Put, somebody put it on the Reddit and one of the dirt balls did make a make a poll. And there's not that many votes. There's only 47 votes. You know, more reason for people to sign up on our Reddit. So the poll says, was it normal for Andy's brother to take and use their dead dad's nail clippers of the 47 votes? 24 said yes. 23 say no. Too close, too close. It's, it's, it's nonsensical that it's that close. And I commented, I really hope anyone who voted yes is trolling. Prano is right. Man, some weirdos listen to the show, LOL. So I, I, I do think there's a fair amount of trolling going on there, or maybe not. But we have a call. I knew we were going to get at least one call about it. Here's a call of someone justifying using the toenail clippers. No, no. Yep. All right, Peter here at Michigan Dribble again. Um, I called a little bit ago with some bear shit, um, but that's kind of weird. Anyway, now uh, the toenail clipper thing. Um, so here's my logic. I would totally do it, and here's why. Um, there's a very, very good chance all of you have used that toenail clipper before, right? Like, you grew up in that house. The toenail clipper has probably been there for forever. It's probably been used by all of you at one point. So, like, why the fuck wouldn't you take the toenail clipper that you have used multiple times, most likely? There's a chance that your dad clipped your toenails with that toenail clipper before you could. So, like, what's wrong with him taking it? Like, it's all family. All right. Condoms are for, I guess, people who don't clip their toenails. It's fucking weird. Uh, yeah. I love how that's weird. Not what you're saying. You're, what you're saying is weird, too. By the way, this is to a T the argument my brother used when he got the backlash. This is ex the exact same argument that you're using. He said over group text, well, dad, probably this is probably the same pair. And for the record, it's not. I, I would, dude, I would right. tell. That's I would not. That's crazy. I would I like would, I, I think that the only thing creepier than 
your brother using a toenail clipper that your dad used is your dad using the same toenail clipper for the last 40 years on all of his children and himself. Yeah, exactly. And to put things in I know context, Walt was kind of cheap, but like, come on. Yeah. Have I found old razor blades that are like 25 years old that he just kept for some reason? Yeah. Have I found wild stuff like that? Yeah, but exactly. Guys, to put it in context, my oldest brother's going to be 48. Like I'm going to be 40. Like you're right. He, he, and I can tell just from looking at those, those were not a 40 year old pair of right. toenail clippers, but this is the argument my brother used. That's exactly what he said. He goes, how do you know these isn't the same pair? that dad used on all of us when we were too young or mom used on us. We've all shared them anyway. Unacceptable. Guys, how many times have we, like I said, like I said last episode, joking, my, my brother trolled him and sent him a Venmo for a link to Walgreens. <laughs> Guys, a new pair of toenail clippers at Walgreens is $2.30. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, like... If it was the same toenail clippers used for the last three years, even more reason to throw it out and buy a new pair. Never once in my life have I used anyone else's toenail clippers ever. Ever. And, and Joe, that's one of those things. Like, let's say, let's say we're visiting each other, vice versa. If you flew in, you're like, I really need to clip my toenails. I forgot to do it. You, you no. just say, I'm no, going to go to Walgreens. I, yeah, exactly. For sure, I'm, 100%. I'm, I'm going to spring. I'm not going to ask Andy. I'm going to spring that $2.30. And like, I have five pairs of nail clippers because I've done that. Like, I've been somewhere and been like, no, I need to clip my fingernails. I'm getting a new one. And now they're scattered everywhere. Maybe I have two pairs of toenail clippers because, like, you know, when in doubt, you just hide them until you get home. But who are these people? who are you whoever you are uh shoot me a message on venmo i'll send you the 229 if you need toenail clippers i've gotten a lot of i've gotten a lot of great donations from dirt balls over the years a lot of people send me like a, hey just randomly hey a miller light on me five dollars here's ten dollars for this and i'm always open to those things at your brain on venmo but if you're the kind of person who can't afford two dollars and 29 cents for a fresh pair of toenail clippers. If you're sharing toenail clippers with your father or your brother, shoot me a message. I got you. I, this is where I put this toenail clipper discussion as far as disgusting toenail clipper stories. There was that guy who lived in Savage Town when I lived in Venice Beach. That guy from Boston who was a drunk. He would come out to the pool and he would clip his toenails sitting on one of the chairs by the pool. And people would be so repulsed. He would just clip them and then walk out. Like, like to me, this is on that level of you are a savage. You are just a savage. And to be honest, I think you, I, like, I'll go this, I'll go this step further. If you don't see that, I think you need psychiatric evaluation. Like you need to talk to somebody. Because that, that rationale is, uh, it's odd. Yeah. But like you said, Joe, it's two thirty, two dollars and 30 cents. Like to me, like you said, there is, there's a lot of layers to this, but that's the end of the discussion right there. It's two dollars and 30 cents. 
And you know, I, I don't want to go there, but I'm going to go there. You wonder why we have like a pandemic that we can't get under control because we're a bunch of sick fucks in this country. Nobody's clean, right? Like nobody wants to bathe. Nobody wants to take care of themselves. Now no one's bathing. I don't know. You're using toenail clippers from people. Should I start giving out toenail clippers instead of koozies? Yeah, probably. When you guys leave a podcast review, obviously I send koozies. Should I start giving toenail clippers out? You know those ones they give you with like the little uh, things you can like put them on your keychains. Yeah. We should have dirty sports branded nail clippers. <laughs> and on the back, it should say, stay clean. <laughs> Stay clean. Yeah. Wash your hands. You sanitize. And that like that has nothing to do with COVID. Just, just be clean. Ugh. No, nothing worse than a gross person. Anyway, we, we, we got we got football picks to make. Let's do it. And uh as always, our weekly NFL. Football Pick Breakdown is presented by our friends at FanDuel. Guys, if you haven't signed up yet for FanDuel, I honestly don't know what you're waiting on. This is week seven of the NFL season. And uh, new new FanDuel fantasy players will get a 20% bonus on your first deposit up to $500. So if you uh, like playing fantasy, if you like winning money, getting money, you get up to $500 here. You can start new lineups every day. If so many different types of formats, the main slate, the single game, the best ball, the snake draft, you can even do private contest with your friends. So we'll be going over these picks today on the FanDuel Sportsbook, which you can check out as well. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com forward slash dirty to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's fanduel.com forward slash dirty. Age and location restrictions apply. Bonus issued is a non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Okay, so we are at week seven. We are more than a third through the season, or we are a third heading into this season, heading into this day. All right, you got your you got your FanDuel app pulled up. I have my picks in front of me. Okay. So uh, we start tonight with a very injury-riddled, I should say, Cleveland Browns team. We have a battle of who's starting tonight? Case Case Keenum, Keenum I believe. Versus Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah. The Thursday night game you all wanted. The, The quarterbacks, the Vikings, would be better off with Bull. Yes. So this spread has obviously changed a lot throughout the week now that Baker Mayfield is not playing. It is in Cleveland. I'll let you start first this week. The Browns are one and a half point favorites. I am taking the Browns. Wow. Uh, I think it's a bounce back game from a really disappointing last week. And I also think it is a, you know, I've never been a more offensive term in my opinion in the history of sports uh, media, but like Bill Simmons Ewing theory, I think we see a 
great Case Keenum game and a, I'm going to say, somewhat decisive Browns win. I'm really shocked by that. I mean, they have a lot of injuries. Is Nick Chubb playing? I know Kareem Hunt's out. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a matter of like, this is are are the the Browns defense is still pretty good. Like, are is the Browns are the are the is this Broncos offense just gonna score a bunch of points? I mean, you know, that's the it's question. One, we're talking about a one point game. It's basically who do you think is gonna win the game? Yeah, I'm going Thursday night at home. I'm going the Browns win. Okay. I am going to disagree with you. Yeah, let's go. Although, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the injury report right now. Yeah, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with Denver for uh, sake of the the show. I, I actually don't really know. I don't. I don't really have a dog really in this at all. So I'll I'll go with it Denver. Would, it would be hard to know be hard to know how case Keenum is going to play yeah all right well next up big nfc north game the Bengals travel to the ravens ravens are six and a half point favorites i'm up first lamar jackson has owned the Bengals. if you i don't know if you guys have seen his numbers i don't have him in front of it i know he has owned them i want to say maybe his first start was against the Bengals. i could be wrong I'm probably wrong on that. Anyway, he's owned the Bengals. This is a big spread, though. It's too big for me. I've wow. Betted- oh, my God. It's too big for you. He owns it. The Bengals are, are frauds. You're like, I, you want to go to the game and wear Ravens gear just to mock them. It's in Baltimore. Oh, my goodness. Look, the Bengals have burned me the last two weeks. But... They, they got to Here's the thing about the Bengals. Their defense is much improved. Jamar Chase has been working out. Now, you know, can Burrow stay on his feet? I, I still think no all year, but six and a half. I, it's, it's just too big. I got to go with the Bengals to cover. Well, I was going to go with the Bengals, but now I'm going with the Ravens. I'm I'm going with reverse the curse. Andy Ruther believes in the Bengals. This will be like, now you're going to be so angry when they get blown out. I know, I will. I it would it would be so, it would be so much better for everyone if I just took the Bengals and you took the Ravens, but it's not the way it's going to be today. You have talked me into it. I'm going to take the Ravens now. But you were gonna you you were gonna take the Bengals. I actually think this could be a really good game. Um, I I think the Bengals are have been playing surprisingly well. I know it's like oh they're you know are they be- are there is their record better than they really are? Like I was really impressed specifically with the Packers game. Uh, at the quality of Bengals play, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna fade Ruther. All right, that's that's fair, and you're right. I already know. I already 100 know this is gonna play out. Ravens are going by two touchdowns, and I'm gonna be annoyed because I trusted the Bengals to keep it a close game. All right, the Panthers. Travel to your Giants. The Panthers are three-point favorites. Sam Darnold has looked pretty bad the last few weeks. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to take my Giants because at this point, now I don't want them to win football games. <laughs> so I'm going with a, a Prano curse. My, my, my teams can't, we're now at the point of the season where I actually don't want them to win. And now they'll win meaningless games that don't matter against meaningless opponents like Sam Darnold. So I'm going to take the Giants at least to cover. Carolina's lost three in a row. Well, I, you know, I have a, I think a five game lead heading in. Am I just going to start risking it all by doing opposites? The, the two thing, the two, the two questions I'm pondering right now is do the Panthers lose four in a row and do the Giants start one and six? It's basically what I have on, on the table right now. Fuck it. I'll ride Sam Darnold returning to New York. Again, I don't like that pick either, though, but I'm going to do it. I don't like, I don't basically, this is I don't, the wild week seven. I don't Something's like, going to happen. You're going to come out of here with an eight game lead. Or it's gonna be pretty darn close. I don't like. Uh, I don't like these picks so far. I don't like my. I don't like those first three. I don't like any of my picks. <laughs> to be honest. All right. The Washington football team travels to Green Bay. Packers are seven and a half point favorites. This is another tough one for me. Yeah. Uh, Packers are. Uh, you know. I make fun of you for having so many allegiances, but Packers and my love of Aaron Rodgers is definitely a blind allegiance. I think that uh, they're not getting the respect they deserve. And one of the reasons they're not getting the respect they deserve is they haven't had a show game where they really just show that they're like grooving on all sides of the ball and like blowing somebody out. And I don't think this is the game either. I think it's just, I think they're just, I, think I go for, I think I go first, by the way. Okay. Well, I'm going to take Washington because okay. I already said it, but you okay, you yeah. can do whatever you want. Gotcha. Well, I was going to say, and, and this is you should know this too. I don't know if you did this game. This the spread opened at nine and a half. I mean, it's shrunk big time. That's a that's a two point swing since Tuesday when it opened. Last time I saw it, and and for that, and I, I was I'm agreeing with you here. I, I just think it's it's. You know, it was too big. I still think it's too big. I think the Packers win at seven and a half. I don't trust. Um, I'll go first next one. Okay. Chiefs at Titans. Titans have a huge Monday night football win. This is a very confusing spread for me, Joe. The Chiefs are four and a half favorites on the road in Nashville. Now, I know the Titans are coming off a, a short week. They had some bad injuries. I, I just think, I, I think the, you know, I like Variable. I think he keeps games close. They've always been competitive. They've always been competitive with Kansas City. I'm going to go with the Titans to cover this. It's four and a half at home. I just, I don't know. I agree with you. And uh, my, my real hope for this game is that, uh, Derrick Henry is forced out of bounds into a dancing Jackson Mahomes, who's you know <laughs> cur- currently dancing on like the hat that fucking <laughs> oh, who's the Tennessee <laughs> fucking like the guy who's the guy in the the, the coonskin cap. 
I thought you were talking about. I was gonna try to do a fucking reference of. I, th- I thought you were talking about those... Jerry Glanville. He used to wear like a no. cowboy hat. I was like, I was what? I think of a good historical reference of somebody who Jackson Mahomes could be dancing on there. Steve McNair's number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. He's dancing on Steve McNair's Alcorn State jersey. I didn't know. I didn't know uh, this wasn't a dance mat. I just laid it down and stomped on it. I mean, I mean, he he really has turned into like a caricature. Yeah he's almost like an SNL character. Uh, the night at the Roxbury, the dancing guys, except he's doing it with TikTok. Don't you think this spread is just a confusing one? Yeah. I, I mean, I do. I think, I think the, the reasoning is that like the chiefs either lose the game or they win by a touchdown. Right. Yeah. So it's like, to me, like having a three point chief spread, like that just doesn't give it, enough juice so i think that they're they're trying they're almost trying to like you know get the money on yeah but, on but, okay, oh, but, but I, you're but spotted I, right with you being spotted three points on a they're saying on a neutral field the chiefs are seven and a half point favorites or one and a half point favorites i don't know how, how no yes you're right you're right you're right you're right Absolutely. yeah yeah that's what i'm saying so it's like I'm just saying you and I've watched the chiefs all year. Nothing. There's zero consistency in this team so far. There's nothing right. in them. But says, it seems like Vegas every week is like, this is the week they break out. This is the week they break out. So let's see, but okay. I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't, I don't like and, it. And also a team that can control the ball. The Titans want to, they want to take that ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. They want to run Henry, right? They want to have long sustained well, I, drives. I, I think they want to do that for their own sake. I don't think they're super concerned. I think I think that's the thing with this Titans team. It's like they got to play that game, no matter what. Yeah, and and yeah, it helps a little. But I mean, the the Chiefs when they score can be such a quick score offense that I think like the idea of oh we're going to keep the ball out of his hands is like I don't know if that's a positive strategy, but I just think it seems like this should be a two and a half point Chiefs spread on the road. Or a one and a half point. So I'm with you. I'm I'm gonna play the where I think the points have been mismanaged. Yeah. All right. Well, this next one's a tough one, and I think you're gonna start it off. Falcons at Dolphins. Falcons are two and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Falcons. I just I mean, I haven't seen anything from this Dolphins team yet that makes me think that I mean they lost to the Jaguars last week. Yeah. I, I, I do you know how many times I've been burned by the Falcons? I know I'm gonna have to do the opposite just to just to be devil's advocate here. Yeah. I, I again a game where I just don't know who to pick. I'll just for the sake of the show, I'll do the opposite pick and I'll go with Dolphins. All right. The Jets travel to New England. Now this will be my suicide pick, my survivor pick this week because I've used a lot of the good teams. So I got to, I got to use the Patriots. The Patriots are seven point favorites. I believe they won 26 to three earlier in the year at the jets. It's a big spread. Jets are so bad, man. I don't know how the jets beat Tennessee, but New England has trouble scoring. I'm going to take the Patriots still. 
I, I'm going to agree with you and also take the Patriots. I just think rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick. I mean, how many picks did he throw in that first game? Uh, I think four. But, yeah. I'm, I'm going with, four. I'm going with the Pats and the Pats have like, I, I feel like the Pats are one team where they've been better than their record is. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. They've been so close in a lot of these games. So close. All right, the Jared Goff revenge game is up, Joe. We've we've seen a lot. There's, I don't know if you follow. There's a lot of back and forth about how the trade went down. Goff is still mad. McVay owned up that he could have handled it better. Goff responded to him owning up, being like, it doesn't change the fact how it went down. So Goff is still mad. I mean, who wouldn't be mad? You went from coaching genius to a South Park character, head coach, L.A. to Detroit. I mean, who wouldn't be mad? Yeah. I don't know, somebody, somebody who realizes they're probably the sole purpose that they don't have a sole reason they don't have a Super Bowl ring. Maybe that person wouldn't be, but yeah, well, the sun rises. So. Sure. This game is in LA and the lions are 15 and a half point underdogs. Oh, this is crazy. That's such a big spread. It's actually gone down. It has, it was like 17, 17 and a half. I'm up first. I, it is a big spread. It's a huge spread. I also think the Lions are such a train wreck. And you can't underestimate what that offense is doing under the duo of McVay and Stafford. I've read a lot of articles on them. And I was reading one. It was saying how much better the offense is and how much less McVeigh has to do and how much Stafford does at the line and the capabilities and how much they'd be able to expand the offense. And I think there's, you know, this, this mini back and forth, while it's not bad, I think enough of that isn't at play with McVeigh. I think they just stomp the Lions. I say they cover. Uh, Rams are uh, still to me, I think a team, if it's like, I, I know that the, the Cardinals beat them, but like, and I know the Cardinals look at, but like to me, all on all sides of the ball, the quality, like, I still think the Rams are like low key, the team to beat in the I, NFC. I, I probably agree. And it's still, it's just too big for me. Really? I mean, you, you look at a game that's a 35-20 victory with like a late touchdown is a blowout. And also it doesn't cover. I'm going to take the Lions to cover. I'm basically banking that the Lions can't score more than 10 points and that the Rams will just score at will. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping the Lions get 10 to 13 and the Rams get 31 or more. All right, Eagles travel east to west to face the Raiders. The one and the what? Yeah, the one, the one and oh, the post Gruden era. The, the Raiders are one and oh, they're three point favorites at home. I think the Raiders, if they've shown anything this year, they've shown that they can score. Um, I, I'm, I just. I don't like this. I don't like this. Jalen hurts for 70 yards in the first three quarters to keep up with. Like, I think 
think the Raiders win, and I think the Raiders cover. Yeah, I agree. Raiders win and cover, and they start five and two. Wow. The Bears travel to Tampa. Here's another big spread. The next two games are huge spreads. Yep. The pack or the Bucks are 12 and a half point favorites. And the Bucks D has been shaky. That's what's kind of been shaky. The offense has been pretty locked and loaded. 12 and a half is a lot. It's a lot. But I can see this game getting out of control. I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to go Bears. These big spreads, I can't. I'll probably get burned on one of them, but it's not going to be this one. Maybe it will, but. Well, I, let's... I, I just think it's too. I think it's too. These are too much. We're we're in week seven, the NFL, the parody. Like I'm just blown away. Now the next game is the one that I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say you're up first. The next one. Now I was reading, so I saw something last week in the in the one o'clock games. And I don't know what this means. If it means anything at all, every single favorite covered last week at the one o'clock games. Favorites were eight and six last week overall. Now, some of these spreads are enormous. They weren't like that last week. Now, you go first. I'm taking the Bears to cover, and I'm taking the Cardinals to blow out the Texans. Okay, and I I agree. I agree on the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals are 17 and a half point favorites right now against the Texans. I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. We could be looking at a seven and zero, most likely a seven and zero Cardinals team. Wow! All right, your last game of the afternoon: Colts travel to Santa Clara to face the Niners. That's a Sunday night game, right? You're right. I'm incorrect. That's a Sunday night game. So Sunday night, Niners host the Colts. Niners are four and a half point favorites. I think I'm up. The, now the Colts have been in, dude. The Colts are always in these games. They're always in these games, and even on primetime, they completely choked away the Ravens Monday night football game a few weeks ago. For that reason, I think they're going to stay in this game too because I just don't trust Jimmy G and I or who's playing quarterback, Jimmy G or uh, Trey Lance. I think four and a half is too big. I'm going to take the Colts. I'm with you. All right. In your Sunday night game, we finally get Jameis in primetime. Primetime Jameis. Man, that Russell Wilson injury could not have happened at worst time for these primetime games. First, they have Sunday night football. They followed up with Monday night football. The Hawks are at home against the Saints. Seattle is four and a half point dogs at home. You will go first on this one. Um, I had I had the Seahawks chances of winning last game with Geno Smith at zero. They played well enough to be in that football game. Um, I don't see that happening two weeks in a row. I don't like Jameis. I don't think the Saints team is that good. But I think this is a full Geno Smith factor. Like, I won't do Jameis greater than a lot of people, but Jameis greater than Geno Smith. I'm going with the Saints to win and cover. Yeah, I, I actually agree. 
and all those sentiments. I just, Gino played, you know, he had that bad fumble at the end, but they were right in that game last week. They covered the spread. I don't care if they're at home. The Saints have a great defense. I think the Saints win and cover. Although we could, we could be possibly seeing some wild turnover from both sides. Quite possibly. Those are week seven NFL picks. A lot of different picks this week. Yeah, finally. Right? A lot of different picks. Well, uh, that's that's what we're going to do for the show. We did a couple calls in between there, and, and we can get to some more calls next week. What's the hotline? 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. And, and if there's anyone else out there who wants to share their opinion on the toenail discussion, I, I, I'm actually curious. Who are you lunatics? Who are you? Follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram at The Dirty Sports. If you want some free koozies, drop a podcast review and leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in that review, and I will uh, send you some koozies. I I was reading one today. You got to love the uh, some of the reviews. It says, uh, writing this review on my work phone, because my personal is an Android. Sorry, Ruther. I know you're in favor of phone genocide. Ooh, shots fired. Wow. Anyway, I've been listening for almost six Andy years. Andy Ruther coming into a, a, a prairie full of androids. Oh, he wants them all taken down, and then he wants to mock them with their own Android war chant. Anyways, I've been listening for almost six years since high school. Now I'm out of college. Wow, that's great. Look at that. Thanks for all the hard work you guys do to make the show great. Can't wait for episode 1000. Thank you, Xander, for the uh, podcast review. And thanks for taking the effort to do it on your work iPhone. If you guys want to leave a great review like that, do it and I'll send you some koozies. Joe, I know you're performing in a lot of places. I am. I'm down at the Comedy Store in La Jolla with Eddie Ift this weekend. Eddie Ift is uh, starting a little tour, and I'll be in support of him on a couple of dates, at least, on this tour, starting with this weekend at La Jolla, the Comedy Store in La Jolla. One of my favorite clubs to perform in. I love I love the Comedy Store in La Jolla. It's, just such a, it's always such a great weekend. And then uh, I, because folks have gone to my website and then said Prado, you told me you had shows on your website and then they weren't there uh they're all there now off the hook comedy club in naples florida in a couple weeks with eddie uh dead crow comedy club in wilmington north carolina before that i believe it's fifth and sixth in wilmington ninth and tenth in off the hook in naples and then 12th and 13th or something like that or 11th 12th and 13th in uh comedy key west all of the dates now been added to my website. Go to JoePrano.com. Check out the shows. Follow me on all social media at JoePrano, except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. All right. That is our October 21st, 2021 show. We did it. The official Halloween episode. Oh, or no, oh. that, will that be the next one? It'll be the next three. Okay. The official Halloween ones. Maybe I'll dress up for one of them. I'll be the ghost of John Benares. <laughs> That's a savage costume. 
All right, guys. Thank you for supporting the show. We'll be back to you next week. And as always, stay dirty.